0: Hey, welcome to Pastor Interference. I'm Alex, and I'm Kevin, and we are on episode. What episode are we on? Uh, that one. 12? Twelve. Twelve. 12? Twelve. We were super prepared today. 12 we're on for
1: number twelve.
0: For number twelve. For the TB twelve. Glory football is tomorrow, and we're, we're we're celebrating post
1: millennial today.
0: We're celebrating the twelves. The twelves in Seattle. We're celebrating TB twelve. There's a lot of good twelve, and we're we're reading article twelve of the Christ Community Church statement of faith on sanctification, and what we're going to do today on this football eve is we are going to talk about sanctification, and then uh, we're going to give uh, our week one picks. So we're going to go through every game this week in the NFL, and we're going to pick against the point spread. And so uh, it's like because Christmas we're is fancy, yeah. That's what we do. And so uh, Christmas has come early for our millions and millions of listeners.
1: Absolutely.
0: But before we do that, let's talk about sanctification. So Pastor Kevin's going to read Article 12 of the Christ Community Church Statement of Faith.
1: Stated as follows. Sanctification. Those who have been regenerated are also sanctified by God's Word and Spirit dwelling in them. This sanctification is progressive through the supply of divine strength, which all saints seek to obtain, pressing after a heavenly life in cordial obedience to all of Christ's commands.
0: So again, we're noticing the logical progression in the statement of faith. that we, We talked about justification last week, and now we talk about sanctification. I like what you said last week that they are separate doctrines, but they are inseparable doctrines that justification stands on its own. But once we are justified, God then does sanctify us. Mm
1: -hmm. For sure. Yeah, this is going to always kind of run together that demands uh, explanation and keep them separated. We're going to get into obviously what the article states it as. There's a couple of things that come to mind when I think of sanctification. Okay, so having been justified by faith, sanctification has two parts to it to to me. We have been separated from evil to God. Mm. Okay, meaning God has separated us eternally from our sin. We won't pay for its penalty. Obviously, now there's the life of sanctification that we're going to talk about, progressive sanctification. But we are separated to God, so it's not just from our sin; it's to God. And I've also heard this uh, shared that sanctification comes, you know, uh, three kind of ways. There's three aspects to it. There is positional sanctification, whereas uh, in Christ, God sees us with no sin because of what Jesus did. There is progressive sanctification, which is really going to be our focus. Right. And then there's perfect sanctification to which we will obtain when we receive the glorified body. So, those are the two things that I learned, you know, as a teenager, that were always a, a reminded thing. And I, and I think as we're going to talk about this, all believers have sanctification. We're on a, what you would call an upward plane, headed yeah. to perfect sanctification. But it varies in degrees from believer to be believer in terms of how I think they give themselves to the Word, and the life of the Spirit, and yeah. Christ in them. Right. But they all possess it. It just can be stunted. It can be growing like a weed. Right. It can be all kinds of things.
0: Yeah, I like what you just said, too, about, you know, pro- obviously primarily the Spirit sanctifies us through the Word. Amen. In John seventeen seventeen, which is Jesus' high priestly prayer, um, he says, uh, sanctify them in the truth. Your Word is truth. And it's interesting. We've talked about this before with other words like justification, that word group in the new testament when jesus says sanctify them that's the word hagiazo it's it's the word um hagiazo which which is tied to the word hagias, which means saint or holy so when we're when we're talking about what does sanctification mean god is making us holy he's making us more like himself or more like jesus he's he's aligning us you know we're fallen image bearers He's redirecting us toward proper image bearing, yeah. what it means to reflect him in his holiness, um, which is his primary uh, characteristic. You right. know, you think about, I think about R.C. Sproul's book, The Holiness of God, where he talks about the only attribute of God that's mentioned three times in the Bible is that he is holy. He's holy, holy, holy. And so what, what God is doing in sanctifying us, which will be uh, realized in glorification is that he's making us more like himself, more like right. Jesus, making us holy.
1: Right. So, so just in, in listening to that, Alex, there's a couple of things that I, that I think you say that's most important. God is making us holy. Yeah. So uh, we're not achieving sainthood. He has already positionally made us holy. Right. In Christ. It's the active work of God. In, the, in his role of salvation, but now we were we are uh, working out this sanctification with fear and trembling, right. making our calling and election sure. Right. It doesn't earn us our salvation; rather, it's the proof of genuine justification. So, as we've already talked about, we know they're we know they're distinct and yet inseparable, and certainly, I think sanctification obviously should be talked about. Now, as freed from the bondage of sin, um, we can live a life in sanctification that's, that's pleasing to God. But I also think as we come along the way with this, because there's a tension, uh, anybody that listens to this, even now I think about my own sin. So there's a struggle. There's the tension of the struggle, of the battle against our own sin, but our lives are being, as as the article talks about, has, has been regenerated uh, by God's Word and in the Spirit. So uh, basically, we, when we're thinking about what we're thinking about, people's minds run to, I think they're thinking more about progressive practical sanctification, how it's lived out. Probably that's what we want to focus on for a bit. Yeah. Um,
0: let's, so let's let's talk about that in light of two bad views of sanctification. So I, I was thinking of there's a guy I knew at Boyce who transferred in from Liberty. And when he first got there, he believed in perfectionism. Basically that during this life, we could become so sanctified that we are without yeah. sin. And ironically, by the time he left Boyce, he had embraced some real antinomian theology in that God doesn't progress our sanctification at all. We're just bad, and until we're resurrected, we're just going to be nothing but sin. He swung to both extremes, and those are both poor he views was, of. He was tired. Yeah, yeah. He, he tired got, of trying to be perfect. He got worn out. So
1: he said, "All right, I'm gonna some, let it all go." By
0: some legalism, he sure <laughs> did. But those are two poor views. That on yeah. one side, God doesn't progress us at all in making us holy, and on the other side, that. He can progress us so far that we will be without sin before we're glorified. And so a right view is going to come in the middle of that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And in in terms of battling the legalism, because so often in legalistic churches, they shape a list. Yeah. And if you fit in the box of those lists, then you feel holy. And in feeling holy, really, it's being worked out. But what the things that you are doing, right? So this is not what we're talking about. And there's no doubt in my mind, because of our flavor of church and people who identify with us, we have a lot of people who struggle with this, right? And how this how this gets fleshed out. And when I say a lot of people I have in my lifetime. Um, so we want to have a right view of what it is. And uh, I think in, for, for progressive and sanct- uh, and practical sanctification, whichever one you want to call it, it is always good to keep in mind that I am positionally already been made a saint and I will perfectly be made in a glorified body, resurrected body, because I think that's great motivation, mm. internal motivation for now. Yeah. Because God has saved me and he doesn't see me in my sin. And because he's, his faithfulness is so true. He's going to deliver this in the end. Well, I, I, want, to, I want to live for Christ now.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, think,
1: I think that's good, proper motivation.
0: Yeah, that's good. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Where we leave off? The,
1: this sanctification now is progressive through the supply of divine strength, which all saints seek to obtain.
0: I think that that's tied to what when you quoted about um, working out our own, you know, salvation or sanctification in fear and trembling. There's the 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 article starts clearly by by describing this as a work of God that only those who have been regenerated are sanctified, uh, and they're done so by the Word and the Spirit. That is a been a long standing formula in the Reformed tradition, obviously because it's biblical, it's Trinitarian that the Father makes us his children through his son, the word, right? In the beginning was the word and through his spirit. And Jesus, obviously the Bible is the explanation of Jesus in yeah. the story of Jesus. And so through the word and the spirit, he saves us, he regenerates us and makes us progressively more holy. But then there's that other element of after that happens, like you said, um, that that the motivation or the drive or whatever that God god gives us that but we also in in some way are called to pursue it we're not called to sit and and be lazy or just when we're called to be active in seeking uh, the lord and seeking sanctification
1: right right and 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 we of course would always want as as the article mentions in that the, the drive from that the strength of sanctification the power to even do it is always coming from god yeah um without christ the spirit, the word, as Alex has mentioned, you know, within us, there's no motivation, there's no drive to do it. It's the driving force of sanctification is the fact we've been regenerated and justified, and and of course that God may get all the glory and and justly so. Um, but it's like you said, we, we we are pursuing it. This is a real tension. We are pursuing it. it. It's you know, I've been saved nearly fifty years, and I know I need. You know, to pursue Christ and deal Mm. with my sin and Mm. and and live, uh, uh, you know, according as God's called us to live.
0: Right, right. Uh, One last point on the the last statement there, in case this is causing any um, confusion with with for anyone, is uh, it says pressing after a heavenly life, just a a life that reflects the kingdom of Jesus in uh cordial obedience you know this is this was written in 1859 so that language reflects that obedience to jesus and it says to all of christ's commands and we we just want to make this explicit too that's that's referring to scripture we're we're not talking about only the things jesus said in the bible you know if you have a red letter bible and it doesn't matter if moses said it or if paul said it but what jesus said we know that the Scripture is the Word of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that the, anywhere in the Bible where the Bible speaks, it speaks with the authority of Jesus because it's the Spirit that um, that inspired these men to write, and the Spirit does nothing but point to the Son. And so mm-hmm. that's what we're the the commands, the ethical imperatives, uh, the rules, however you want to describe it of the Bible is what we are pers- pursuing in
1: sanctification. Right, right. I, I think. Part of the, that's somewhat helpful in kind of describing this, just as it's normal for a, a young boy bec- who becomes a young man and continues to progress in life um, and, and, and grows up and matures as a person, we see the physical analogy of that, there's the expectation on us um, as, as, as men. And I think you see it in the terminology a lot of you know throughout the Bible. You know, you're a you're babe. Yeah. You, you turn to young men. Titus, right. Titus, and Timothy's kind of uses this terminology. Not just there; it's in the other epistle, yeah. the Elderly. First, first John. And it's referring to yeah. not necessarily always there of age. It's referring to maturity. Right. And so we're always we're, we're we're always reaching. We want to walk as a mature man, just like we don't want to see immature men in society. right? So this is not just the goal of those who are called into the ministry. Just like 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 certainly are the criteria for the office of pastor, but more importantly, it's the goal of being a Christian man, a follower of Jesus. These are the kinds of things um, that, that we deem important. And so, we certainly recognize that sanctification is distinct from justification, but it's not as if you're listening to this or watching this and you're thinking, well, that's for sanctification, really, is for those who are concerned about going into the ministry. You know, there's all sorts of little weird things that have been attached to sanctification. And I guess what we're trying to say and what the article's trying to say is that progressive or practical sanctification is a part of Christian living. And, you know, without it, you know, like like without holiness, no one will see the Lord. In other words, if no one ever has any interest whatsoever, granted it can be stunted uh, in ways, but no interest ever, there's no reason to believe they were justified. There's no life that was born. Right. And um, this is where they're inseparable yet distinct, because we are not saved by our sanctification, Rather, the work of God in placing us in Christ is the positional sanctification that brings us perfect sanctification in, in the end. But yet, nonetheless, uh, what we're focusing on is maturing, right? growing, right? reaching, pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ. That's
0: right. Another scripture exa- example I was thinking of when you were talking about it is from 1 John 2, where John writes, I'm writing to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who was from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. And then he repeats it yeah. again. And John's not just saying, he's not just talking to only the fathers or sons in right. the congregation. Like, okay, I write to you, Kevin and Zach and Drew and Luke, but not Val right. or, or Alex and his boys, but not Bethany and the girls. He's, he's writing to people in different stages of christian maturity okay he's helping
1: them to understand that
0: right exactly and so you've you've been a a christian for decades upon decades and 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 i less than that but more than some who've just been saved in our congregation and so we've all had different experiences and we've all had you know you've had a longer communion a longer walk with the father than than someone we baptized a couple months ago and that's just the nature of, of relationship. And so, but that speaks to progressive sanctification that one who is a child in the faith, hopefully someday will be a father in the faith just because of the time that they've spent with the Lord. And I I
1: think the mature should be patient with the babes, Mm. just like we're patient with our own children when they're young and immature. Um, That's a good word. uh, You know, you, you don't expect them to have everything orderly. And actually there's a lot of joy being around, Hmm. Young babes in christ and, and, and small children in Christ, because in, in, a, in a spiritual way, because you enjoy seeing you know their growth and seeing the life that 's coming up in them amen for sure, so the last sentence there or the last phrase, pressing after a heavenly life, as you were mentioned in cordial obedience to all of christ 's commands now I, I think we want them to we want to obey Abba heart of love. But sometimes, you know, because of our t- sin, I think there's there's tension. Yeah. So you know, and you're you're struggling because maybe you're wanting to sin. You might be hearing that thing, mean, you know, I, I want to sin. Boy, it's always good to do the right thing and 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 lean on Christ to bring you through. Uh, obviously uh in sanctification uh, we uh you know we we want to obey his commands out of love right right that's a maturing appropriate one right but you know there's there's storms and battles and wars that's why the, the sanctification is really referred to oftentimes especially in the new testament um in warfare terms you know and i think because it's in, it it's it, it, it we're engaged in a warfare mm. and it and it's difficult it's a fight thank god jesus has won the war yeah. but we're engaged now in battles in this life and they come up every day yeah right they you, you wake up to the new day and we have to be prepared for battle that's why you know you in ephesians 6 and you have the again these military terminologies paul's looking at a roman soldier and this guy's prepared for battle right that's why we want to be smart to be prepared for battle too so if If we don't if we don't get prepared for battle, then we're you know you get crushed in a lot of battles
0: yeah man part of the part of the negative effect that's happened in America, you know ever since kind of the Charles Finney emotionalism like something's not genuine unless your emotions are there, and we're a very individualistic culture that doesn't we honor um, individualism over like duty to family or church or country, and so it's like you said, someone might feel, well, I'm not feeling that in the moment, so I must not be being sanctified, when the truth is, sometimes we obey out of duty, even when it's the last yeah. thing we want to do, and that is glorifying to, to God. Amen. We have fallen hearts, fallen minds, fallen volitions, and so it's not, every second is not going to be uh, the height of emotional praise mm-hmm. and worship, and, but people think sanctification has to be that. That's a good word. Most days you're drudging forward, uh, you know, perseverance, man. It's, it's yeah, you're, you're, you're pressing towards the mountain, even when you feel like you're about to die.
1: It's true. It it, it is true. And I, I don't know why, Alex, you can maybe give your thoughts on this. I don't know why. I don't know if this is just American Christianity probably affects other parts of the globe through the history of the world, but there's always this gravitation towards needing something sensational, mm. a higher experience Yeah that I think oftentimes the wicked one really deceives people when it rather it is that day-to-day uh, giving yourself to the Lord's day, coming under the instruction of the word, the, the enjoyment and the practice of the sacraments, how those things the consistency of them build a life. I've witnessed it too many times. Yeah. And uh, you don't need to reach for more. You got all of Christ. There, here's the beautiful thing Sarah Abshire got all of Christ just the moment she took Christ, as mm. much as I have at 50. She can't get more of him. Yeah. But she's going to grow. Him Amen. And is growing in him and in, in others that have come to Jesus. Yeah. Um, we see. Man, that's good. Yeah.
0: Well, we're going to progress. From, from, from one battle to another. From one battle to another. Yes. And, and so if we were fancy, we would cue the, the Monday night football music. Dun, 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 But we're not, so that's what you get stuck with. <laughs> and, and this is it, Kev. Football starts tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow night at 8.
1: My ascetality just changed. Yeah, to this, is, this
0: is full-on post-mill. At 8.20 Eastern Standard Time on NBC the Houston Texans are at the Kansas City world champion Super Bowl champion yes. Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs are favored by 9 I want you to give me your pick and if it matters I want you to 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 talk talk to me about the points cuz it's not going to matter for every pick but when it does matter we'll talk yeah, about it
1: would, you know you would, I think that's a big number for the points but I also think they're going to be on a high and I think it's going to be too much that that Houston gave up DeAndre Hopkins and uh, I, I say the chiefs win and cover.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to give me the chiefs and I'm going to lay the points down. And I think, I think the chiefs win by more than 10. Um, I think you're at right. the chiefs are there. Everyone's pick, you know, to win the Super Bowl seemingly. And it's like you said, the Texans, I mean, the Texans can come out big sometimes and they can come out flat. Hopkins is gone. I, I'm not sold completely on Bill O'Brien, even though he's a Pats, ex-Pats guy, so I'm with you on that one. Okay, number two, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington football team, Eagles minus six.
1: Yeah, I would take the Eagles there. I think Washington has had front office in disarray. They're, they're not sure who they are right now, and I think they're trying to they, – they're not even sure on their quarterback. And I think the Eagles, who started slow last year, start fast this year. And so even though they're in DC, I say they win and they cover.
0: Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. Spot on. Washington's a dumpster fire. So they, don't dumpster even have a, fire. they don't even have a
1: name. They don't even have a they're
0: name. They don't even have a name. They're bro. unsure. No, yeah. All right. The Seattle Seahawks at. The Atlanta Falcons minus one and a half close game. Vegas says close game.
1: Well, Atlanta has a lot of weapons. Um, It's always kind of difficult for the West team to travel East and of course, vice versa, the East to travel West, but I'm taking the Seahawks in this. Um, I'm on the Seahawks bandwagon from the perspective. I think they're going to do well. Um, I like Russell Wilson. I like Pete Carroll. and I'm going Seahawks to cover, win to cover.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Seahawks are going to win, and I think it's, it's going to be a, a close game. I don't think they're necessarily going to blow them out, but, but they've got it as a close game, one and a half. So if, if, the, if the points were bigger, I would have taken the points, but Vegas seems to think it's going to be close, so I'm with them. All right, let's talk about the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Bills minus six and a half.
1: Yeah. Um... This is, this, is a, you know, this is going to be interesting because everybody's saying the Jets are going to be really bad and certainly that the Bills are going to win that division. Um, this is a tough pick here. I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to say the Jets will lose, but they will cover the spread. So they'll lose the game, but they're going to come inside six and a half. Okay. I'm going to go with that.
0: Wow. Okay, I'm going to agree with you that the Bills win, but I, I don't think the Jets are going to cover. I think it's going to be close for a half. I think the Jets are going to be amped up. It's the first game. There's, they've got a whole us against the world thing going on right now because everyone says they suck. Uh, but I think Buffalo is going to pull away. If it was at New York, maybe I would do it a little closer. But I think, I think Buffalo wins, and I think they, uh, they win by more than a touchdown. Let's save the Lions for the end. We'll that's do that as the last game because that's, that's our home that's team. Fair. Okay, now let's talk about my uh, one of my uh, my ex girlfriends here, um, the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Now I still have a place in my heart for New England, but because uh, Tom Terrific is in Tampa now, he's gone. Uh, I'm am I'm I'm, I'm going to root for New England at a distance. I'm not going to see every snap of Patriot football this season as I have uh, for I don't even know how long. Yeah, But uh, it's Miami at New England, and the Patriots are minus six and a half. Tony Romo and Jim Nance are going to call that game on
1: CBS. Yeah, I, I, will, I will definitely, because there's been no preseason. I think coaching and the element of surprise early on is going to be big. Uh, McDaniels and Belichick have a new toy. Yeah, they do and they got a, I think they're going to have a really a motivated team because you know they lost their guy and they love him but they're going to prove that they want to prove yeah. they they win and cover this uh even though i like flores um i say they win and cover
0: yeah I agree. I don't know if – have they said whether is going to start or Fitzpatrick? I think
1: Fitzpatrick is starting.
0: Okay. Because if, if Tua was going to start – Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I mean, Belichick eats rookie quarterbacks for breakfast. But even, you know, Fitzpatrick is uh, – he's streaky the at his best. best beard in the NFL. Yeah, he, he, he does have the best beard in the NFL. But I'm with you. New England wins and Not coverage. as
1: good as Mike Shampoo's, but it is a great – No.
0: But close. Close. Uh, New England wins by more than a touchdown, I think. All right, uh, to the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings minus two and a half.
1: Yeah, um, you know everybody's down on Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Pack, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the Pack upset the Vikings. They're gonna win. They're gonna win the game. Yeah. So I will, I will take that. And I know I picked the Vikings to win the division, but it's just a gut hunch right now. I'm going to take the Packs, the Pack to win that game against the Vikings. I'm pulling an upset here.
0: You know what? I, uh, I, originally, I originally was going to pick the Pack to win this game too, but you and I have to differentiate at some point because we're in a little bit of a competition. We're going to keep well, score every week and see who wins by the end of the year. And so I'm going to switch my pick.
1: I probably need to be marking these.
0: I'm going to switch my pick. That's true. We probably should have. I I think we've, we're pretty similar so far though. And I marked all all mine, but this is where we're going to differentiate because I'm going to pick the Vikings. Um, and it's two and a half. And so I think they'll, they'll probably win. I mean, I'm just making this up on the spot now to be different than you, but I'm going to say that the, uh, that the Vikings cover, I'm going to say they win and cover they win by a field goal. Um, that's a switch right there for competition, ladies and gentlemen. You saw it here first. Okay. Uh, to the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens minus eight.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm going to take the Browns here. Ooh. Not to win, but given, uh, getting eight. Okay.
0: You're going to take the Browns uh, and yeah, the points. Yeah, because, I mean, the
1: Ravens had an unbelievable run last year. I don't think they're going to be, like, rolling right away. And the Browns have a lot to prove. Even though I am not a believer of the Browns, and I don't think Baker Mayfield, I said they start off well. I start off well. I don't think they win, but they're gonna they're gonna be inside the eight points.
0: Okay, I'm gonna take the Ravens to win and cover. I think uh, I think the Browns might be better this year, but. Um, you know, the Browns always have drama. You know, there's new stuff about El- Odell Beckham Jr., and we can't even talk about it because yes. this is a family show. This is but there's, there's always something with the Browns. I think the Browns might have a better year, but Baltimore is uh, – I mean, Baltimore, you know, did something special last year, and I think they maybe can do something special this year, so I'm going to take the Ravens. Okay, the Las Vegas – Raiders. We're gonna to have to get used to saying that because right. we're gonna be saying Oakland for a while. Yeah. But the Las Vegas Raiders at the Carolina Panthers. Raiders minus three and a half.
1: Yeah, now in this one, a new coaching regime in Carolina. And I know we've already talked about West traveling east and east traveling west. So I'm gonna go against the grain here, and I'm gonna say the Raiders win and cover. The Raiders will beat the Panthers and cover the three and a half.
0: I agree. All right, to the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Colts minus eight. I think these are the two – no, the biggest spread of the week is the Chiefs at nine. But eight for the Colts and eight for the Ravens are the two second biggest.
1: Yeah, I I think the Colts win and cover, even though it's in Jacksonville. Of course, I don't know if they're having fans. They probably aren't. I love the Colts' regime – I love, uh, their, I love their defense. I like the, the weapons they've acquired on offense. I love the coach. And Jacksonville is getting rid of everybody right now. It's a firehouse sale. They lost that all-pro defensive end. The, the Colts will win and cover in Jacksonville, cover the minus eight.
0: Yeah, well, I picked the Indianapolis Colts to win the AFC South this year, and I think they're going to start it out right. Jacksonville, you're 100%, man. They're tanking for Trevor, I think. Um, they are – they don't I – don't, I don't think they care to win this year. Uh, and the Colts do want to win. They went and got Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. The Colts are trying to make something work here with this team, so I think the Colts win and cover. I think you're right. Okay, the L.A. Chargers, all these different names and cities that yeah. we have to get used to. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Chargers minus three and a half.
1: Yeah. Now the Chargers lost a huge safety, and I think he's a Christian. I think his last name is James. Everybody raves about him, but they have a really good defense. Two great defensive ends. I know they're going with a new quarterback. They might be starting. Here. I don't think. Of, I don't know if Herbert. I don't even know if Herbert's starting. I don't think he is. I think, I think Tyrod Taylor. Taylor started. Yeah, and so I, I can't believe Burrow, even though he's at home, i I'm, I'm taking the Chargers to win that game, and they will cover.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think if Joe Burrow and, and their 12-year-old head coach are going to build something in Cincinnati, it's not going to be week one, uh, even though they're at home. They've had no offseason, no OTAs. Uh, Joe Burrow, the last thing he did was play in the national championship, And smoke a cigar in the Superdome. Uh, And so I'm with you. I think the Chargers win and the Chargers cover. The Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers, Niners minus seven.
1: Last year, the Cardinals played the 49ers well. Kyler Murray is another year more mature. I don't believe in Garoppolo, though they have a great defense um I mean I, I don't believe him to win a Super Bowl I just don't think he's going to get it done I, uh, 49ers win the game but Arizona is inside the spread
0: okay I'm going to take the Niners uh and I think they're going to cover I, I I agree with everything you said um Shanahan though Shanahan versus Kingsbury is a bit of an outmatch and uh, even though you I think you're probably right that Garoppolo may not be the guy to win the Super Bowl but the last game he played in was the Super Bowl I'm, I'm just gonna take him to win a cover I think the Niners are gonna have a big year though I didn't pick them to win the division so who knows what I know all right let's talk about the greatest football player in the history of the NFL and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers who will be playing at the Superdome
1: this should be a Monday night game
0: This is America's Game of the Week, which means it's at 425 Eastern on Fox. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are going to call that one Saints minus three and a half.
1: Yeah. I like this. I think think it's going to be a big score. I think it's going to be a big score. And, you know, I think it's going to take some time to gel. I say the Saints win and cover. So let me ask
0: you this. Do you like – the over-under at 49 for total points for a big score?
1: 28-21, no, I think it'll be higher than that. I definitely would go over 49. Okay. I think it's going to be more like 35-31, maybe 38-35. I, I think the Saints will cover the three and a half. They'll win by four more. so then Yeah, um, so then you don't want a 38-35. It's going to be a big number. That's what I think. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, this is uh, – I'm going to go against my better judgment here, and I'm going to pick out of love. I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to outright yeah. win the game. And now, listen, I'm going to be inconsistent because I did pick the Saints to win the division yeah. and the Bucks to – uh,
1: for a wild card. Man.
0: But I think – listen, <laughs> Tom's been on the TB12 method all off season. He's got Gronk on the TB12 method. He's uh, got an offensive – Arians is gonna. I think you're right. It's gonna be high scoring. They're gonna want to throw the ball around the yard. And we know what the Saints are and what they do. Uh, we got Fournette ready to go in Tampa. Yeah. If Tom can stay upright, I trade for him. If if that O line can protect Tom and he can get the ball out quick uh, to Mike Evans and and Gronk and Howard and all these guys, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out hope and pick my boys to go down for the upset week one yes. against the New Orleans Saints. All right, four more games. That, that's the last Sunday afternoon game. We're going. We're moving now to Sunday night football on NBC. Eight twenty Sunday night. The Dallas Cowboys, America's team, at the Los Angeles Rams. Cowboys minus three.
1: Yeah, this is interesting. I, I heard a little bit last night that the Rams' offensive line is in bad shape. Uh, I think they're going to have to throw a lot. I say this is going to be a high-scoring affair.
0: They got the, the total at 52 yeah, over under. Yeah, this is
1: going to be a high-scoring affair, and I'm, I'm going to go with the Cowboys to win in cover.
0: Okay. I'm going to pick against the grain here. The Cowboys are obviously favored, and the Cowboys did win a playoff game at uh, Los Angeles, didn't mm-hmm. they, last year or the year before? But I'm, I did pick the Rams. I did, the Rams are my dark horse pick for the division. I picked them to win the NFC West, to beat the Seahawks and the Niners. And so I think the Rams are going to start the year off right on Sunday night football. They're going to beat the Cowboys. Um, and, and they're going to beat them outright, I think. Um, all right, two more. Let's talk about the two Monday night games. Every year, we start off with, with a Monday night football doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've got an East Coast and a West Coast. The first game is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New York Football Giants. Steelers minus five and a half.
1: You know, I I'm, I'm impressed with what you came up with here. Did you did you type this out, or did you just run it down?
0: I I found it online and then I formatted it for us. Holy
1: cow! This is this is work. And if you could if you could see that, that's amazing. What. Pastor Alex did hear.
0: We so, we take this serious. <laughs>
1: we're we're
0: into this, <laughs> no doubt.
1: And the Pittsburgh Steelers will win. They will beat the Giants, and they will cover. They have a good defense. And I'm going to say Ben's back. He's going to want to prove. He said his elbows not felt this good in 15 years. I say shreds them, and the Steelers win and cover.
0: I completely agree. Mike Tomlin almost took this eight and eight team last year to the playoffs on their fourth quarterback. Ben is back. Uh, Brown's been out for, for a year now. And so they got that out of their system. Juju's ready to go. And the giants are still trying to figure out what they're going to do. Post Eli post that era. They've had multiple coaches. Maybe Daniel is the guy. Maybe he's not. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking for big things from the Giants this year. So I for think sure. you're right. The Steelers win in cover. All right. The final Monday night football game at 1010 Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. The Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. And this game is a pick
1: yeah, I, I think that probably is going to end up changing because they lost Von Miller for the season yesterday. In did they
0: really? See, this is what – part of doing this several days early is some of these lines are probably going yeah. to change.
1: And, and I don't know if it will stay there or not stay there, but I will say this, I'm taking the Titans regardless. I love Henry. I love their coach. Tannehill Hill is uh, – he's got some weapons. Um, I think they're going to grow in their confidence and build on what they did last year. And they beat the, the Broncos in Denver.
0: Yeah. And you picked the Titans to win the South, right? I
1: did. I did.
0: All right. Uh, I agree. I, I think the Titans are going to win. And there's no points to pick. So I didn't know about Von Miller. But, yeah. I mean, Denver, since Peyton left, they, they, don't, they don't know what they're doing. elway got to figure that mess out.
1: For sure.
0: All right. Let's end, as we will every week, with our hometown Detroit Lions. We begin who,
1: the playoff run.
0: Who will be the 2020 championship run for your Detroit Lions. Indeed. They will be hosting the Chicago Bears defending the Den this week at Ford Field. It's 1 p.m. on Fox. Um, the Lions are minus three. The point total is 44. So let's do this. We can We can randomly do this with other games during the week, but every week, Let's at least uh, talk about the the over under for the lions, okay. but uh, let me say this first off you uh, for 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 those of you who may not be familiar with the point spread and how it works, you get three points automatically uh, if you're at home hosting so sure. that means Vegas at least right now is calling this game a pretty even because they're giving the lions three, which just means the lions are at home. so give me your winner. Give me the points and then give me if you like the over-under. No, no,
1: actually, the, the Lions are giving three. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're giving three. Right. So so here's the deal. They, I, I think the Lions are going to hammer them. They're going to win by seven or more. And right. staff – go ahead.
0: Well, I'm saying the, the Lions are favored. Yeah, is what you're yeah, saying. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I think they're going to win and more than cover. They're going to – more than double the cover. Okay. And they're and they will beat the Bears and the number I know the Bears are supposedly have a good defense. I think Stafford shreds them. I think yeah, my bias wow. is coming out. Here we go. And he shreds them and like they got like, like they would like with what they got there be like a 24-21 type game. That's not going to happen. It's going to be like 31-20. 31-20 Lions. Wow. Week one, baby. Here we go. You are feeling mill Detroit post-mill. Lions. He is feeling post-millennial.
0: I'm going to pick the Lions, but I think it's going to be closer than that. So I like the points right there. Dude. And that's it. That's week one. We're going to keep track of this, and we're going to total them uh, every week and see how we did and see who wins at the end of the year. Love it. And, uh, and football is back, baby. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Chiefs at – uh, Texans at Chiefs excuse me and they're probably you know it's always real sloppy when yeah. they start especially yeah. with no preseason so there's going to be some flags tomorrow yeah. and there's a flag on the play that's how today, we know it's football right now You
1: just notice the flag
0: yeah there's a flag and the call is pastor interference until next time